so glad the weather cleared up. Me too. My mom said it was supposed to rain all day. I was worried you were going to cancel our trip. No need for that. We've got clear skies. Yeah, perfect weather for a canoe trip in the marsh. Incorrect. What are you talking about? It's beautiful out here. It's a gorgeous day, but we aren't in a marsh. Wait, what? We're definitely in the wetlands. Look at all this water and those water-loving plants. You're right. This is a wetland. Water saturates the land, which is covered in hydrophilic plants. However, this is not a marsh. It's a swamp. I thought those words were interchangeable. A lot of people think that, but they're actually different types of wetlands. Well, what makes this a swamp and not a marsh? Great question. Swamps and marshes are similar, but they have different types of vegetation. Look around. What types of plants do you see? Hmm, I see a bunch of trees. Anything else? Um, a few grasses here and there, but mostly trees. Fantastic observation. Swamps are mostly comprised of trees and shrubs, while marshes are made up of grasses. Oh, so this is a swamp because it's basically all trees? Correct. Speaking of trees, watch out for that one coming up on our left. Oh, uh, we should definitely steer clear of that, but it's not what you think it is. Miss Lane, I'm pretty positive that's a tree. Why don't you take a closer look? Use your binoculars. Okay. It still looks like a tree. It's lumpy and sort of dark brown, a little green, and... Oh, it it has eyes. Hmm, I've never seen a tree with eyes before. Okay, so it's not a tree. It's an alligator. Correct. That's an American alligator. You mistook it for a floating log because alligators are well adapted to their habitat. Yeah, it's super well camouflaged. Um, Miss Lane? Yes? Are we safe in this little kayak? Yeah, that alligator would only attack if it thought we were a threat. How could we be a threat to an alligator? We're not the ones with giant sharp teeth. Yes, but we're big, unfamiliar creatures in their habitat. If you say so, but I still think that alligator is way more threatening than me. <laughs> It's okay to be intimidated by alligators. They're fearsome predators. As a naturalist, it's good to have a healthy fear and respect for wild animals. That's why we observe them from a safe distance. And this is a safe distance? Yes, we're far enough. Plus look, the alligator is swimming away. Oh yeah, it's swimming to the shore. Looks like it's climbing onto the embankment. Huh, that's weird. It's rooting around in that big pile of dead plants. Curious. Why don't you write down that observation before we head back? But we just spotted our animal friend. Why would we head back now? Ah, I see. Wait, how did you know that was going to happen? Well, there must be a... Actually, you know what? Don't tell me. I already know. Really? Yeah, you used your magic to see into the future. You kids and your wild imaginations. Now go on, get paddling. It's going to start raining in exactly 6 minutes and 37 seconds. Oh man, we better get moving. Wait, how did you know? No time for questions. Let's go. Okay, so the weather didn't hold up. You think? I'm soaked. I'll go get us some towels. Why don't you hop on the internet and see if you can find some useful information on alligators? Okay, let's see. National Geographic. That's a reputable source. It says here that alligators are large carnivorous reptiles. That means they eat meat and are cold-blooded. Alligators are ancient creatures who have roamed the earth for millions of years. 
Whoa, they're around during the time of dinosaurs. That's amazing. The American alligator can be found in freshwater ecosystems like lakes, marshes, swamps, polka dot or stripes. Wait, what? Do you want the stripey towel or the polka dot one? Oh, polka dot. Here you go. Find anything interesting? Yeah, I wrote down a few key points. Check it out. Let's see. Diet, class, historical lineage, habitat. These are a great start. Miss Lane, I have a question. Ooh, I love questions. What is it? That's the thing. I don't really want to ask it. Why not? I'm afraid I'll sound stupid. There's no such thing as a stupid question. The desire to learn something new is always admirable. I think being curious about the world is a true sign of intelligence. And putting yourself out there to learn new things is a mark of bravery. So you won't judge me for my question? Of course not, Emmy. <sighs> okay. Are alligators dumb? I only asked because I once read that reptiles are dumb. And since alligators are reptiles, they must be dumb, right? That's a very interesting question. I could tell you what I've read on the topic, but I know someone with a unique perspective who could answer that question better than I can. Is it a talking alligator? <laughs> Not quite. Come on, let's go pay her a visit. I've never seen this part of the zoo before. This is one of the pathways only the employees are allowed to use. Uh, Miss Lane, we aren't employees. True, but we have special permission to be back here. Aaron told them we were coming. Who's Aaron? Aaron Bogart is a zookeeper here at the Audubon Institute. She takes care of the animals in the Louisiana Swamp Exhibit. I'm guessing alligators are one of those animals. Yeah. All right, Aaron's office is right through here. Hey, Aaron. Hi, how's it going? How are you? I'm doing well. Emmy? I'm a little hungry, but otherwise, I'm doing great. Erin, <laughs> I'd like you to meet my friend and naturalist in training. Eh? Sorry, nature cadet, Emmy. Nice to meet you, Miss Bogart. Emmy was hoping you could help us get to the bottom of a question. Yeah, I was wondering, are alligators smart? They're so smart and you wouldn't expect it. A lot of people, uh, when we talk about all the training that we do with them, people are very surprised to hear that you could actually train an alligator just like you train your dog at home. Um, but they're, once you fi figure out, you know, what motivates that animal and how to communicate to it, it's the training is super easy. Um, and that's my favorite part about working with them is, is utilizing that intelligence to make their lives easier and safer for you to work around them and each other. Wow, I never imagined you could train an alligator. Yeah, just like Aaron said, communication is the most important part of training. Now, these are wild animals, so they aren't going to learn tricks like roll over. Well, what type of stuff do they learn? Each alligator is taught to go to their own unique spot when it's time to feed. This prevents the alligators from fighting over food. Oh, my mom taught our dogs to do that after Pendleton kept stealing their food. Aw, Pendleton. That's a great name for a dog. Pendleton isn't our dog. Oh, is he a cat? No, he's my little brother. Oh. Weird. Yeah. Okay, moving along. Erin also teaches the alligators how to follow targets. This helps the trainers because they use the targets to move the alligators onto scales to get weighed or in a crate for transportation. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. You look confused, Emmy. Is everything all right? Huh? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I was just thinking. Care to share? Well, alligators are smart enough to learn tricks just like dogs, so why do people assume they're stupid? 
we don't understand them in the way that we understand mammals. You know, we're us being mammals. We, it's easier for us to relate to other mammals, I think. But once you learn more about reptiles, you see how cool they are and how, uh, how intricate their life history is and all the things that they do and all the things that they are capable of sensing and observing and responding to that maybe we just don't even notice ever happens. And that's part of the cool thing with them. Another cool thing about alligators is their breeding behavior. How so? Mother alligators are distinctly maternal when it comes to reptiles. They can protect and stay with their young for up to two years. Yeah, unlike mammals, many reptiles don't care for their young. Most turtles, lizards, and snakes lay their eggs and leave. Female alligators watch over their eggs and wait for them to hatch. Do the mama alligators sit on the eggs like chickens do? No, they take a different approach. Well, what do they do? The alligators will um, build up a mound of decaying vegetation. So they build that nest mound up, and once it's all completed, they'll actually dig out a hole in that and deposit their eggs. That decaying vegetation that they built that mound out of is actually what incubates the eggs. That mound of dead plants sounds a lot like what we saw in the swamp this morning. I wonder if that alligator was a future mama building up a nest so her babies will stay warm. Well, it's late June, so I think that's an excellent theory. Wow, that's so cool. I can't... Wait a second. Miss Lane, if you know so much about alligator breeding, I bet you knew that was a nest mound. I have no idea what you're talking about. Miss Lane. Okay, fine, I knew. But as I always say... A smart kid like me could figure it out all on her own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now that you've finished interrogating me, do you have any more questions for Aaron? As a matter of fact, I do. If the mama alligator isn't sitting on the nest, how does she know when the babies are hatching? Once it gets close to hatching time, which is usually about August, the baby alligators will actually vocalize from within the nest. And the mama gator can actually distinguish the vocalizations of her young versus the vocalizations of any other mama gator's young. Um, and so that that little, it's a high-pitched chirping. It's like, oh. And so she hears that and she'll start to dig the nest back up and help her babies out of the nest. They can tell their babies chirps from other babies? That's amazing! Yeah, mother alligators are awesome. They also are very protective of their babies. Why? Because baby gators are actually the best snack that exists in swamps. Like everything loves to eat baby alligators, believe it or not. Like raccoons, possums, birds, snakes, turtles and other alligators. Wow, I guess I never really thought about anything eating alligators. They're at the top of the food web. Alligators are apex predators of the wetlands, but as babies, they're pretty easy prey. Are there any animals that prey on fully grown alligators? Yeah, there's one animal that almost hunted alligators into extinction. Really? What animal? Humans. Oh man, I take it back. We are a big threat to alligators. Alligators teach us a really important conservation lesson because um, not many people are aware at this point that they were close to extinction um, in the early 60s, mid 60s, um, so much so that they were placed on the endangered species list and through cooperative efforts through uh, the government and through wildlife and fisheries and through actually alligator farms, um, we brought this species back from the brink of extinction to now where Louisiana has more alligators than any other state. How did those groups- Hey, Aaron. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Could you give me a hand feeding the raccoon kits whenever you get a second? That sounds like a time-sensitive task. Come on, Emmy, let's skedaddle. Thanks for meeting with us, Miss Bogart. Why the long face, kid? Well, I wanted to know more about how alligators were removed from the threatened species list. Well, luckily for you, I know the perfect person to talk to. 
And I already scheduled a meeting with him. Hello, welcome to the Fish and Wildlife Central office. How can I... Oh, hey, it's you two again. You here to see Jennifer? Not this time. Today we're here to meet with Jeb Limscombe. Oh, shoot. He actually ran out of the office earlier today to deal with an emergency plumbing issue at his house. Oh, no. I hope everything's okay. Don't fret. He called a little while ago and said it's being taken care of. That's good. Yes, and he also said to have his 3 p.m. meeting call him on his home phone. I just didn't realize that was y'all. Let me get a pen to write down his number. Here you go. Y'all can call him from the lobby if you'd like. There are some tables and chairs over by the waterfall. This office has an indoor waterfall? Don't all offices? Um, come on, Emmy. Let's go give Jeb a call. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. Would you look at that? It's a waterfall. Weird. This looks like a nice spot. You're seeing this waterfall, right? Yes, I see it. Now, if you're done talking about the waterfall, I'm going to call Jeb. Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. But the waterfall is weird, right? I'm dialing. Hey, Jeb. I heard about the burst pipe. If this is not a great time, we can totally reschedule. All right, if you insist. I'm here with one of my nature cadets, Emmy, who has a couple of questions for you. I'm going to put you on speakerphone so we can both hear you. All right, Emmy, go ahead. Well, I guess I'll start from the beginning. How did alligators get on the threatened species list in the first place? So alligators basically have been used for, for their hide, for leather, um, for well over 100 years. It, it goes all the way back to the Civil War when, when they used alligator hides to make boots and saddles um, for soldiers. And, and what happened, what occurred is in the late 50s and 60s, there was really an unchecked harvest of alligators. So alligators were being harvested, um, and it was a black market. And those hides were being shipped overseas and, and turned into leather. But we really, it wasn't, it wasn't a controlled harvest in terms of there was really um, no estimate of how many alligators were, were harvested. Yeah. Alligators were actually being killed in such large numbers that they weren't able to reproduce or thrive in their natural environment. Wow. Well, how did y'all fix the problem? What occurred was in, in early 1960s, we, Louisiana actually shut down the harvest until we could do research. And my predecessors um, did research and figured out the basic biology of the animals and then came up with a controlled harvest which opened up again in 1972. So you started to control how many alligators could be harvested and the population started to rise back to normal levels? Yes and no. Limiting the amount of alligators that could be harvested did help the population to increase, but the Fish and Wildlife Department started working with special partners to boost the population levels. Who? Alligator farmers. What? You can farm alligators? Yeah. Alligator farmers raise alligators to harvest them for their meat and their hides. It's sort of like a cow or a chicken farm, but with sharper teeth. Strange. The Fish and Wildlife Department teamed up with the alligator farmers to increase the population. How so? Well, alligator farmers apply for a special permit from the Fish and Wildlife Department. This permit allows them to take alligator eggs from the wild. Then what? They raise those animals um, for both the leather and the meat, 
and then 10% of what they hatch is returned to the wild. Wait, how is this program helping? You're still killing the alligator. True. Some of the alligators are still being killed, but the farmers are helping to increase the population by raising baby alligators to maturity before releasing them into the wild. Alligators born in the wild have a pretty low chance of survival. In fact, only 1-4% to of alligators reach maturity when they're born in the wild. Yikes, it's tough out there for baby gators. It sure is. Mother alligators do all they can to keep their babies safe, but just like Aaron said, baby gators are the best snack that exists in swamps. I'm glad I'm not a baby gator. <laughs> Me too, kiddo. Do you have any more questions for Mr. Limscomb? Nope. I think we're ready to write our entry in the fabulously fabulous nature journal. Fantastic. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us, Jeb. Yeah, and I hope everything goes okay with the whole pipe situation. Have a great evening. The fabulously fabulous nature journal. <laughs> Alligators by Emmy and Miss Lane. Alligators are ancient reptiles that have been around since the time of dinosaurs. The American alligator is native to Louisiana, where it makes its home in freshwater environments like rivers, lakes, marshes, and swamps. Alligators are semi-aquatic, meaning they spend time on land and in the water. These ferocious predators have bodies that are especially adapted to hunting in the water. They have webbed feet and long tails to help them swim, and nostrils and eyes on the top of their heads so they can see and breathe while staying camouflaged under the murky water. Alligators and other reptiles are smarter than we give them credit for. They just think a little differently than mammals, so people assume they are unintelligent. Most reptiles are not maternal, meaning they don't care for their young. This is not the case for alligators. In the summertime, a female alligator will build a nest and lay her eggs. She stays nearby to watch over the clutch of eggs until they hatch. Mother alligators are distinctly maternal and fiercely protect their babies until they are big enough to take care of themselves. Alligators teach us an important lesson in conservation. In the 1970s, alligators were put on the threatened species list. The alligator population had dropped to a dangerously low level because people were overhunting them for their meat and hides. The Louisiana Department of Fish and Wildlife recognized that something had to be done to save the species. They created strict hunting regulations on the species and began working with local alligator farmers on a wild egg collection deal that increases the juvenile survival rate of these special creatures. Nowadays, the Louisiana alligator population is booming, and by following the guidelines on hunting the species, it will stay that way. Thank you for listening to the fourth episode of Nature Nerds. If you like what you heard, share it with your friends, family, teachers, or that gecko that keeps trying to sneak into your house. I see you, little gecko. Just because you're translucent doesn't mean you're invisible. Nature Nerds is designed for kids with the help of kids. This month's nature cadet was Emmy Farber. If you or someone you know is interested in becoming a nature cadet, please contact us by emailing me at nature.nerds.with.lane at gmail.com. That's Lane spelled L-A-I-N-E. While the dialogue between characters is scripted, the interviews are not. Special thanks to this week's guestberts, Jeb Limscomb and Aaron Bogart. Nature Nerds is produced by a talented team of local artists. Music by Ben Ross, cover art by Tori Briggs, co-edited by Jeremiah Turner, and written, produced, and hosted by Lane Farber. Additional voices for this month's episode provided by Ben Ross and Sarah Frugier. Eager for more? Don't worry, 
Nature Nerds will be back with episode five on June 27th. School's out for summer. During July and August, the Nature Cadet team will be taking a short break to prepare for the second half of our first season. We can't wait to come back with brand new episodes starting in September. To keep you entertained during summertime, make sure to follow Nature Nerds on all of our social media platforms like Instagram, at Nature Nerds with Lane, and Facebook. Become an active member of our social media community, where each month we reach out and see what you'd like to know about the animal or plant in question. This month, we were inspired by community member Arden McDonald, who asked about alligator mating behaviors and families. Thanks to everyone for being super understanding about the changes we had to make to our schedule this past month. The whole Nature Nerds team really appreciates your love and support and we can't wait to keep making awesome content for you. Once again, don't forget to tune in on June 27th. And until next time, stay wild, nature nerds.